Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. No time for that intro, lads. We're back off to sea. Dungeons and Junkies presents Tales of Autopia, episode 32 The Broyal Rumble. Last time in Dungeons and Junkies presents Tales of Autopia. Ran and Picasso had the day off. The day off involved a lot of drinking, a lot of eating, and a a visit to the wonderful magic turtle himself, Maverick Prime, along with his Mavericks and Nulacrums. After spending some time in the shop with him, they decided all to go out drinking together at a party down at the Bloom Carnival that night. And at the party, they drank, they had fun, they ate pizza. Until a half-orc asked if he could drink with them, known as Harrod. But they walked right into his trap. Their drinks were spiked, and they passed out. They, They eventually woke up in cages. Where it turns out Harrod was a bounty hunter, collecting a bounty on their head from Avery Jr.'s assistant, who managed to get away from the brawl. Looking for revenge on Avery Jr.'s death. But now, as they look to fight for their freedom, how will this go down? Will they be able to escape? Or will Harrod be too much for them? Let's find out. As Picasso... Maverick and Rand stand behind this door. You hear footsteps back and forth, very muttered chatting. Then a singular pair of footsteps, which seem to stop after about five, six seconds. And then it's just silence. All right, bros, like the only thing I think we have to do, we have to like charge here. Like they're not gonna come back here. We gotta, like, go to them. Rand doesn't have a lot to say. She's still sad, Rand, with, like, her ears flat back. But she will pull out her big fuck-off sword. Maverick's hands do light up with lightning. Furry breath. We're not gonna let them make you into a rug. Like, you don't need to be sad about this. This isn't your fault, bro. Maybe. Ren Ren will think about when we are not in smelly basement. We got it, bros. Let's do it. Right, um, like, shall I go first then, bros? Picasso is good at door smash. Right, bros. And, uh, I'll step up to the door and, yeah, just... Do the classic, I'm just gonna kick the door fucking down. <laughs> okay. 
Right, so for a note, as the hangover does kick in from this point, you guys do have level one exhaustion. And as for the door, make me an attack roll. Just don't biff it. Uh, it's a door. That, yeah, uh, it's a 14 to hit. Yeah, roll damage. That is a... Uh, I'm not raging right now, so it is a 11. Ten, 10 is its health, so with one hard kick, it just obliterates on impact. As you hear rustling from the other side. And then, can what can we see? Is it like a hallway? Um, as the dust settles, Picasso, you you see a large room in front of you, like a warehouse. Though you don't see much further than the edges and the and the corners, because in front of you is a stack of crates about twenty foot away. And we can't see so you anyone yet. Dust settles. You see the corners of what looks like a warehouse and a large stack of crates in front of you, but you do hear it like scurrying around. Almost sounds like it's above you. Uh, well, Picasso is going to do what he said he was going to do and charge into the room in full attack mode. Uh, just basically run towards these crates, just looking around. Uh, Ram, what are you up to? And sticks her ears back up and then moving like tiny satellites. She just looks up. Enough. There, with you having better hearing, you can. While the other two can hear it like it's above them, you can hear it that it's in the next room above. Castle. The castle. What for it, bro? He's coming from this way. What I was thinking. Just. Oh, all right. So we gotta go up. Is it along, as in across from us or above us? You will probably see the route now, so I will put it in the chat. Measurements way. probably aren't right, but I just I just decided those are the measurements of the route. Do what I want to do with it. As you poke your head through the doorway, you also see the room that appears to be like a big stone warehouse crates, like plopped here and there. And there appears to be a um, wooden banister rail going along the top. Like, it's a, an extra platform on a higher up layer. And we uh, see the staircases from our vantage point. As, though you, as you, like, peer around the crate, you do see a staircase. And you do see the half-orc captured you. So, on top of the, on top where the balcony is, looks at you all with a smirk and his arms crossed. Didn't take you long then. Well, bros, obviously not. You didn't really, you know, secure us very well. I mean, I did, but... Oh well, are, don't matter. If you are doing right, why is Burn? Vern and Picasso and Maverick here. Beats me. Don't really matter though. 
the guy who wanted you said, keep you here, keep an eye on you until he gets back, or if you break out, just to kill you. So I think that's what's going to happen realistically. Okay. So, yeah, mo- mo- Furry Bro and I have heard that before, bro. I have to admit, most people reject and get angry. Brennan Picasso but- is hearing it too many times for it to be scary. Everyone goes, ah, we kill you now. And it's like, okay, we're still here. You're not very good at your job. Picasso's just like cracking his knuckles, and, like his neck, like slowly, just kind of like stretching out. Yeah, bro. Like, this is at least the, I don't know, 15th to 20th time in like the past like month or two that like someone has like threatened furry bro and I. So, like, if you want to like really try this, that's fine. But, like, bro, I'm just warning you, it's not going to go good for you, bro. Oh, uh, you can shoot him now. Uh, what's your armor classes? 19. 17. As he says that, you hear footsteps from behind you on the balcony, and 20 foot up, two grunts that you briefly recognize from Avery Jr.'s mansion lean over the railings, rifles, rifles over as they both open fire. Let's see. This is a surprise round, so they do get advantage. Uh, let's see. Oh, damn. That's 26 to hit Ran. Uh huh. And a 28 to hit Picasso. Uh, that is nope, a crit, Picasso. <laughs> uh, as they both fire their guns in, blue sparks of energy shoot out of them. Ran, you take... where is my d12? I have a d12 somewhere, there it is. Ran, you take 17 points of lightning damage. Oh no, Ran is dead. Picasso, you take 30 points of lightning damage. As both these bullets... as both these bullets jam into you and shoot off bolts of lightning, you feel a pain rush through you. But at this point, I'm going to just human social roll for initiative. Well, even with advantage on initiative, that's only a 14. Uh, that's a 15. And Right, okay, so top of the round, we start with one of the grunts, actually. Um, from the front door at the top of the balcony where Harrod's standing. The door is kicked open as two grunts run in, one closing the door behind him. And the other one reloads as he holds up his gun and takes a shot at... Let's go with Picasso. Uh, that is a 18 to hit, so that's a miss. The bullet just whizzes straight past you as like bolts of lightning go right over your head as you hear a go straight past you. So he misses. You just see the panic on his face as he thinks shit and starts to reload. Shit so is the correct response. 
And as for Harrod, he just laughs as he draws his great sword and casts elemental weapon on it. But that's going to end his turn. So, Picasso, you're up. What do you want to do? To be more exact, you guys are this side. Oop. That side of the room, he is up there. There's a grunt there, a grunt there, and the other two grunts are up there as well. So, there's All two right. on the balcony behind you, and the rest are on the balcony at the other end. Then, and how high are these uh, balconies? Balcony is 30 foot up. 30 foot up? Alright. That is fine. Alright, um, so with that, and how tall are the like boxes that are here? Like those crates? Uh, they're mostly stacked, but the average crate's about four foot tall. So okay, every stack in this room is about eight foot. That that is that is absolutely perfect. What I would like to do then is first of all I would like to spend a point of key to activate Step of the Wind. And then I'm gonna look and go, Furry Breath, I got the balcony dudes. You guys handle the fuckheads up front, alright breath? Okay. Got it, bro. And then with that I'm going to use my extra dash action and also the fact that Step of the Wind doubles my jumping potential. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to dash and I'm going to bound up that stack of crates right there. And then from the top of that stack of crates, I'm going to dive directly at the dude who's on the balcony, like right behind us. And just like shell first, like basically turn myself into a cannonball to just fucking rock this first one and take him out. All right. Um, I will ask you to make me an athletics check. See how that goes. Obviously, it is at disadvantage because of exhaustion. That's alright. But you do get like plus 13 for this. Well, that's two tens on the die, so that is a 23. 23 is plenty. We're just, we're just the ground shaking as you're running along. You step on the first barrel as it starts to crack under your foot as you step onto the next crate, followed by the next crate, and then you just leap forward going into your shell. Uh, roll to hit. As the guard just looks up from loading his gun, sees you, this massive shell coming at him, and just the look of horror on his face. Uh, that is a 25 to hit. That is, like, more or less... That's close to double his armor class, so... Uh, we'll call this... Uh, we'll call this two of your martial art guys doubled. So that is 2d8. Uh, so that's two fours. So that is eight, uh, 16. Oop. Oh, and then you want my strength modifier? Do you want me to add that? It's going to be 21. 21. Ouch, he is not looking good. Is there. You, as you smash him into the wall, there is just a sickening crunch as your shell pops down on the ground and you pop out your head to look at this guy who looks absolutely ruined. 
by what's just happened. Can I use my extra attack to just punch him in the face and finish him off? You you, you can try. Come on. Oh, that's not that's gonna miss. That's only uh, an eleven. Just misses. He he manages to just as you like stand up slightly just to like try and get like a stomach punch. He just manages to sidestep you as you t- puts a dent in the wall. All right, I'm gonna just look at him and Yapra, this isn't gonna go well for you guys. He's not looking great. So, Ram, what do you want to do? Okay, so I've been scrolling through Ram's list of abilities and I use my movement and that's my turn because I've got absolutely nothing that will do anything. I have nothing at range. So I should probably sort that out at some point. I mean, you still have your rifle that you've had all this time and you've... I don't think I've got any bullets left. I haven't got any bullets, I don't think. That's my own fault. Should have been keeping track of that. I uh, may or may not have lost my notebook where I had down how many bullets I had left. Whoops. So, uh, fuck yeah, I used my movement. That's it. You will rage. I still won't be able to do anything because I won't be able to get far enough. Actually, you've got pounds, so you can move half your movement by going into a rage anyway. So you get your movement plus half. And then if you were to use your action to dash, you can more or less get to the staircase. Cool, I'll do that one. That's all I've got, unfortunately. So you're going into a rage to use pounce then? Uh huh. Okay, um, as you go into a rage, the air pressure seems to change in the room. In Picasso, you see a blue light from down below. And as you look over your shoulder and down, the same sort of energy that came off of Ram before seems to activate again. Is she lets out a more Rather than like the hyena laugh she can do, she lets out like a more vicious roar as these cyan-coloured runes start to appear across her body in her eyes, just becoming this bright cyan colour as they start to glow brighter and brighter. But Ran, you have activated your primal form, which replaces your age. Scary lightning, Ran. You feel this surge of energy travel through you. Uh, So, to go over this, it is a replacement for rage. And I take damage, don't I? Yeah. That is, um, that's once it ends. Obviously, you do, um, you know what this does, but I'll just explain it for the for the rest of the people listening. You it gives you the normal benefits of rage, immunity, resistance to piercing, bludgeoning, and slashing. Your resistance to thunder damage you gained becomes immunity while in primal form. You get the you get one you get a plus one higher than regular rage damage. So at the moment, while it should be plus two, it's plus three. And there's some other abilities that you haven't quite learned yet. So that so with your with your pounce ability and a dash, you would get to the bottom of the stairs if you want to do that. 
Yeah, um, unfortunately I don't have anything else I can do this time. Ran doesn't really have a lot in the way of range. Plagues all barbarians, really. Ah. Uh, oh no, Ran is now exposed. Zoran had literally no- Zoran had javelins and that's it. So, that is a plague of all barbarians. But with that, it's Maverick's turn. He looks at you, he's like, well... Sort of shot, and then he like kicks himself back into play. And what will Maverick do? He is a sorcerer, after all. He looks out, he, 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 put, he cups his hands together and shouts, Go get him, bro! As Ryan, he will cast Enlarge Reduce on you and enlarge on you. You feel... The stranger thought is your size doubles. Your size is so under the effects of enlarge reduce. Your size is doubled. Your you multiply your weight by eight. Shit! How much does Ran weigh now? Can the platform even take Ran's weight at this point, then? You want to find out? She weighs two thousand four hundred pounds now. Which, let's divide that for British viewers. That's 171.4 stone. And while while you're enlarged, your weapons deal an extra 1d4. And gets on the platform and just goes straight for it. And Harrod and the other guys around the room, like their jaws drop. First it was this weird cyan energy in all these rooms. And like it feels like the temperature has dropped in here, and then suddenly you double in size and become fourteen feet tall. And just bears her teeth at them. Doesn't necessarily growl or anything. Just shows them her huge gnashes. But with that, that ends Maverick's turn. So there's just three guards left. So because they're all next to each other, I'm just going to roll them all at the same time. And seeing this, they immediately all take shots at you, Rand. That misses. That is a 21 to hit and a natural 20. So it's lightning damage, so it's not half. So you take. So as they both fire off their lightning bolts. First bullet connects into your shoulder. And there's 14 points of lightning damage. And as for the natural 20, it is uh, 8 on the die, so 26 lightning damage. But that ends all their turns as they start to panic reload it. They're now 14 foot tall null with all these runes in the weird temperature dropping, bolts of lightning sparking everywhere. So we go up to the top of the round, and the grunt over the other side who finishes messing around with the door sees you slam into his friend Picasso and he loads his gun and takes a shot at you you're prone technically because you are on the floor so it is a disadvantage that's a one um let's let's try something entertaining check with Romy Romy a d4 tell me if it's odd or even have a D4 out right now. Hold on. We're about to find out whether the bullet hits his friend or not. Odd it's four. It. It's 
So it's even. That's a hit then, so roll me damage. 1d12. Uh, so let's be honest, it's not going to need the modifier. Uh, it's only a 6. Yeah, that, that puts him out. As he loads up the gun and sees you, he, he cocks it. And as he's about to pull the trigger, Rand's foot goes down onto the step and shakes the ground slightly, throwing off his aim as he fires. The guy who's standing right next to you, jaw still open at the sight of this 14-foot tall knoll, the bullet goes straight through his head. And he collapses to the ground. Whoa, bro. You done fucked up, man. But that ends his turn. And seeing this, Harrod sighs, and he is going to take a charge at you, Ram. As he swings his greatsword above his head, he jumps from the balcony and takes a swing at you. Let's see if he can hit. 25. So that's a hit. Um, let's see. That is 1d. Ten for, no, 1d12 for the sword, but that is halved. So that's... That is... Damn. Half to that's only four points for the sword. You take... From the elemental weapon damage, four lightning damage. But then he is going to divine smite you on top of that. So with a divine smite... At third level, plus the extra one d eight, and gets at his level. That is five d eight. No, five d ten at his level. Am I using? Oh no, I've got one last d ten. So as he slashes down on you, a bolt of radiant energy shoots from the sword and bursts across your chest, burning the front of you. As you take an additional thirty-seven radiant damage. He looks up at you and just shouts, I've killed bigger things than you, you massive dog. As he spits on the ground next to him. But that ends his turn. Picasso. A lot has just unfolded. In like, the last 10-12 seconds. Ran is... Pulling off the same sort of magic that she was... After Avery, before Avery died. The bloke you were fighting just got shot in the face by one of his own comrades. And Ram suddenly became 14 foot tall. To top off everything. What do you want to do? You are currently on the balcony on the right hand side. Uh, Caso is pretty worried about Ram at this moment. Um, how wide across is this balcony? Or how far am I now from the guy on the other side of the balcony? You're a, you're about twenty foot. It's about a twenty foot jump across. Well, that's wonderful. Then I would once again like to use another point of key uh, to activate the step of the wind one more time, and then with my dash action, I going to back up 10 feet real quick and then charge 10 feet and use my long jump which is doubled 
because I have Step of the Wind active, which I would have already gotten across anyways. But then I'm just going to go for, like, I'm going to use this as an attack as well, because I just want to take this guy out with, once again, my body weight as I just fly across. Because Picasso yeah. is very worried about Ran right now, but I have to handle these back guards real quick, like I said I would. Okay, roll ahead. We won't bother with the jump, just roll ahead. Uh, that is an 18 to hit. That hits. Roll me some damage, we'll do the same as the original catapult shell. That's a little better. So that's uh, an 11 doubled to 22 plus five is 27. That hurts. Yeah, he, he sort of wobbles as you smash into him, landing behind him as he stands back up and looks to you. Rather looking broken and beaten and bleeding from most places from impact. And can I use my extra attack to basically go for an uppercut from my prone position to try and finish this guy off, Mortal Kombat yeah. style? You can do. Roll to hit. You're not. You don't need to do much damage if you hit. Uh, that is a 17 to hit. That hits. Oh, thank God. All right. Uh, so it's just my D8 plus five. Uh, five plus five. Oh, and then I still get my plus one because I have my gloves on, but I'm not in a rage. Uh, but so that's a 11 points of damage. Well, he had three HP left, so as you just punch him, there is a wicked snap. His, his neck just breaks, and he falls backwards. And then uh, to end my turn here, I just want to yell... Furry, furry bro, don't let this take control of you again, furry bro. The best part is, Ran has no idea what you're talking about. This this feels like just all you with rage. You've always felt powerful, but this this almost feels like a high. It's weird. It's. In, while you're in this weird form with all these weird symbols on your arms, you feel just so powerful. It feels almost incredible. But with that, Picasso, do you do anything else? Because you do technically have movement left. Uh, I guess then with my movement, I will kind of make my way around this side of the balcony as far as I can, trying to get to the other side, but also trying to stay kind of low so that they have, like, I have, like, half cover from the rail. Yep, so that would get you, that would get you about half way down the rail, maybe a little, maybe about a quarter of the way down the rail, yeah, you did use a bit of movement. So. Yeah. Yep, so they get you about a quarter of the way down the rail. So, Ran, it's, the camera pans back over to you, where you stand looking down at this still fairly tall, seven-foot-tall half-orc with his great sword. You look up at the balcony where you see two guards sort of looking like they've regretted everything they're doing. What do you want to do? 
Um, introduce deck face to the spiky end of my sword. Go stop. So you're making an attack for your great sword of hunger. Yes. I have to ask, at this size, can Bran hold it in one hand? She's big now. I, I will say yes. Uh, and because because this, because this is the first time you're activating it, I will... Well, because this is the first time you're using it, I'll let you off with a free action to activate it. Because the Great Sword of Hunger that you got from Avery allows you to cast Vampiric Touch at the third level with an action. So normally... Oh, I was just looking to slash his face, but okay. Oh, okay, fair enough. I was going to say, Save. you could activate it for free for the first time if you wanted to. Nah, that feels scabby. I'll just slash him. Uh, roll to hit. Wait a minute. I need to roll one dice. Yeah, that's a miss. Probably. What was it? 18. Yeah, that does miss him. Try again. That's a 30. That's a 30 hit. Obviously, it is a this is a plus one weapon to hit. So, at this point, you're getting plus eleven to hit with this sword. And tries to smear his face like buttering a piece of toast. As you swing down, he manages to sidestep it. In like anger, you just feel anger as he sidesteps it. So you just swing upwards at, at an angle, and it, you manage to catch him along the shoulder. So you roll me some damage. Obviously, wow, that's you disappointing. Do, you do that's get an whole... extra beat for with your enlarged damage. Wow, that's a whole ten damage with one zap, like extra damage. What's your roll? One, two, and one. Oh, oh well, Rand's had a good run. <laughs> uh, it's it's still damage, nevertheless. The sword is plus one weapon all around, so it's 2d6 plus seven at your level. I could barely kill a wizard in that, with that damage. I don't know, I mean, I play a wizard and I would still find that scary. As you just managed to slice, you cut a bit of it, you cut, like, a gouge out of his shoulder, and he just lets out a a roaring pain as he looks back at you, Ran. Anything else you want to do? Light of the moon. No, I haven't got anything else. Okay. Uh, that it, it is Maverick's turn. What does he have? What does he have at his disposal? He is going to start to make his way over as far as he can with his 30 foot of movement because he is he's a slower turtle and and at this point he looks at the um he looks at the grunt who's at the door he's like suck on these apples as he fires magic missile and obviously as tasha cauldron stated you can you can edit spells to sort of be what you'd like as the caster and as for maverick these magic missiles are magic pizza rolls so these magic pizza rolls just 
fire out of his hands at the one guard who screamed as mm-hmm. they smash into him. Let's see, that's at third level. Welcome four from the so that's four, five, six. Uh, can you each roll me 3d4? Let you guys roll this damage. Wow, oh, that's two fours and a two, so ten. I rolled a one and a two and a three. So six. I got the heifer in luck today. That's still twenty-two damage all in is his chest starts to bleed as these magical transparent pizza rolls hit him in the chest. And he is slammed against the door. But that ends Maverick's turn. That is 22 damage. It is the grunt who just got hit, and he will take a shot at Maverick. That's a natural 20. The grunts are on. F- the grunts are on fire. It's the never the guy has to take us down in any of these fucking campaigns. It's the fucking grunts that wreck us. Maverick, Harrod hasn't rolled that well, but so far the Grunts have had three nats this evening. Okay, so uh, D12. Damn. So that's 34 lightning damage is bullet pierces through the shell in sparks with electricity, making, making Maverick fall to one knee. That is a lot of that is like one third of his health. As you watch him fall to his knee, holding his holding his shoulder from where the bullet impacted. But that takes us to back to the top of the round and the last uh, run. Don't mean to rules lawyer this, but you have to make a constitution saving throw. Yes, you will. Enlarge on Rand. Maverick does have Warcaster there. 34. 17. No. No. He got 14, so, Ryan, you feel yourself shrink back down into the point where you match Harrod in height. And he just gives you a grin. But I will mark off. Maverick spell slot. I, I completely forgot about that. My bad. Uh, so the less, so at the top of the round, round number one, we'll take a shot at Ubicasso. That's a twelve to hit, so that misses. the The bullet just ricochets off the hard part of your shell on the shoulder. And Harrod is going to take another swing at you, Picasso. You ran. Is that was a that's big bounce for you. That was a sixteen to hit, which misses, and a fifteen to hit. So as you as you look at your shrunken self and then look back up, you just manage to see the sword coming at you as you step back in the sword swings just inches from your face. That ends his turn, and Picasso, it's your turn. Once right. again, a lot has just happened as <laughs> you walk down this balcony. Um, 
first of all, I'd just like to yell, Maverick, bro, like, get behind cover, bro. Me and Ryan got this, bro. As he holds his side as the blitz continues to spark. And then, still about halfway down this path, you say? Yeah, um, you're about a quarter of the way down it, realistically, at 44 of movement. Okay. So, how much uh, more do I have to go? What is it, like another 80 feet then to get to the other end? Yeah, by left. And the. Are they on this side of the staircase or the other side of the staircase? Like, how far am I, I guess? Relatively um, then from everyone else. Let me, let me see if I can get this right. So, Ran and Picasso are there. One guard is there, and the other guard is there. And you're about there. Alright. Uh, well, then there's nothing but left to do but to do it. So then, you know what? It's it's working. I'm, I'm making my way... I, I basically turned myself into Mario in this uh, battle, because I, once again, am going to use a pointy key and uh, activate Step of the Wind so that I have my 80 foot of movement. But instead of using all 80 feet, I'm gonna use 60 straight forwards. And then with the guard who's kind of in front of that other staircase, I, I'm going to then leap from my side of the banister and once again, just try and take that guard out and just smear him right there. Uh, make me an attack roll. Not a title, sorry, an athletics check to see if you can see if the leap is enough. Alright, uh, even at disadvantage, that was a 16 and a 15 on the die, so that is a 28. DC for that kind of maneuver, set is sensibly a 20, so you pass it. So, roll to hit as you leap across the balcony and he look, as he looks up from reloading after shooting Maverick, he just sees a flying turtle. But does it make it? Do you make it far enough to hit? That's a 25 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Their AC is 14 for an idea, because there's not that many left of the grunts. Gowabunga, bruh! I'm just gonna squash. I assume we're going to 2d8 still? Yeah. We'll go for 2d8s we'll on flying shell attack. Uh, Alright, hey, we're getting up there. Uh, that is a 12 double to 24 plus 5, so 29 damage. Oh, well, considering he had 8 HP left, he completely obliterates on impact. As you push him onto the floor and land on top of him, he just pops, covering you in just guts all down the front and along your face and along the entirety of your front. As you stand up in just a bit of intestine rolls off of your body. And then standing there now, like just covered in this blood, and also, my fist covered in the blood as I killed the other one with an uppercut and such. Just look and go, Bruz, we like fucking warned you. 
and like furry bro is like using their stuff that I don't like it. It's like freaking me out. So like bros, you guys should just end this now and we don't have to do this anymore, bros. Okay, they, they, they seem panicky. The grunt does anyway, but the half orc still seems fairly confident. So, Ren, this is your turn. What do you want to do? You know, this is normally the point where I say, if it isn't broken, don't fix it, but it does appear to be broken today. But, uh, don't really have a lot else, so... I would... Well, now that I've attempted to butter, like, smear his face like butter, I would like to try cutting my t- metaphorical toast, please. You can do that, and as you and as I've already said, if you want to, because it as it's a welcome as it's a warming welcome gift. If you want to activate it in this fight, I will let you have a free action to activate your sword of hunger. Um, I'm sure I'll be fine for a minute. Okay, that's fine. So take some swings at him then. Go roll both of them at once. Use my extra attack. Uh, well, you see, these seem like they'll be hits, but this is when my dice are going to embarrass me by rolling ones and twos again. No, that's this a. Is when the worm turns. <laughs> I mean, that's I had a... that with Avery. Oh, sorry, you first. No, after you. No, nope, you first. You talk, I demand it. I'm doing math. Okay. Well, I was going to say that was like Avery's last swing at Picasso. Managed it somehow rolling five ones on all of his d6s. I've never been so ashamed of an enemy. I mean, I mean like, it was a sometimes. crit and they were all ones. Sometimes it's funny. Like, with the Justify, I rolled two, three, four, and five as their initiative. Which, to me, was funny. I, I was really, I was really vibing because that would have been times four necrotic damage on Picasso, but it was all fucking ones. Okay, so yeah, that's a 23 and a 28 to hit. They both hit. Damn. I don't have enough d6s to take for this. So, 4d6 plus... I my cursed dice. 4d6 plus 14 yeah. plus 6. Damn, that's a lot of numbers. Are you for fucking real? I rolled a five and three ones. A five and three ones? So that is eight plus fourteen <sighs> plus six. That's still twenty-eight damage. Sorry if I just screamed like at the microphone. <laughs> it's it's fine, it's 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 entertaining. It's still twenty-eight. Yes, damage. I'm sure it is. As you swing down your sword and carve it into his shoulder, and he lets out another huffing pain, is you pull the blade out and it just throws blood everywhere. And the sword, the sword being what it does, seems to absorb, absorb the blood that was on it. It's a freaky sword. Yeah, Picasso, Ren's sword is thirsty. Furry bro, yeah, like, it, 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 yeah, furry bro. Yeah, yes, 
Ah. Ron is not understanding this sword, but he's a grand sword now. Ran, not really understanding, will point a claw at her sword and go, That's nasty, no drink blood. <laughs> Just in case your sword is sentient, it can understand. She doesn't know. Okay, it's Maverick's turn. And he sort of like peeks around the corner to see the guard by the door get ready to fire again. Is a Picasso who seems quite distracted. And Maverick just peeks around the corner, holds out his hand, his dark shadowy magic runs off of it. As he casts Blight. So the guard has to make a constitution save. Which he rolled a one. That dice is going to go in the bin. Uh, let's see. The two of you, just because I've enjoyed doing it so far, can you both roll me 4d8 each as I will let you, as you guys can roll Maverick's damage? Whatever you got is doubled. Whatever you got is doubled because the guy rolled a 1 on his constitution save, of all things. So it is critical damage. Uh, that then is an 18 double to 36. Just, uh... Okay. I'm not taking the piss, no. I didn't roll four ones. I rolled a one, a two, a three, and a four. What the fuck? The dice give it, and the dice take it away. The lighting is super shitty in here, so I'm not sure how well that'll show up, but... And it's sideways because I'm a photographer. I'll say that's a really cool picture of Picasso. And cool pictures in the chat. Yeah, I got more lights coming too. So, nice. I think I need some sort of lighting because my window always looks super greeny compared to everyone else's. You cannot make that up. Oh, funky! Now we got lighting for the next dance party. <laughs> we just need a dance dance revolution ran in Picasso special. So yeah, there's my one, my two, my three, and my four. So that all together for both of you, that is 56 damage on a guy who only had 30 HP. Um, you, so you hear, Picasso, you hear the reload of a gun, and as you look at the guy about 10 feet away from you, he lifts up the gun level to your head and then coughs and drops the gun and continues to cough as his body just shrivels up. And at that sort of damage, he just disintegrates as he falls to his knees, coughing as his skin starts to show all his bones. And then he collapses, turning to dust. And that gets him out the initiative as well, and that's every guard dead. Harrod... I give the thumbs up down to where I know Maverick is holed up. Yeah, he, as he looks around the corners, you should give him a thumbs up. He, while holding his arm still, he gives you a thumbs up. But with that, Harrod fucking bolts for the door as it's his turn. Oh wait, no, sorry, I'm just thinking of the grunt. It is technically Harrod's turn because that was Maverick's. So you do get an opportunity attack if you wish to, man, because he is leaving your air 
he is leaving your area of range. According to this dice, I do not, because that was a four. <laughs> the sword just skims past, just skims behind him as he runs to the door. It's like, as he uses his shoulder to <laughs> open, the doors swing open as he starts to bolt down and turns left out into the open. But that ends his turn. What do you do want to do? Because technically, this if you follow him, combat continues. If you choose to let him run, this does end combat. So it's up to you on what you guys want to do. Alright, so I do think Picasso does... He's not always the smartest guy in the world, but he does know that if someone was trying to buy our us and our like capture, we should find out who that was. Like was Avery's like do we do we know that already? It was a it was the bodyguard who did a runner who was protecting Avery Jr. Ah, yes. I think I'd probably let this half orc go. So I guess we just go out the door. Yeah, I'm gonna let him go. It's up to you if you want to chase after him. Yeah, I'm not going to catch him. I do. I'll look at Furry Bro. Furry Bro, do you want me to go get that dude? Meh, let him go. We can turn him to mush another day. Right, right. Like, Furry Bro, you should, like, um, I, I don't know, like, deactivate those, like, glowy things in your, like, arms and such, right, like, bro? I guess, but I should. Do you roll the damage, or do I roll the damage? I'll roll the damage. But as okay. is, is you... After, as time goes on, the feeling starts to fade, and the runes start to fade. Your eyes start to return to normal as the cyan glow fades. And you take 1d12 plus your proficiency bonus for primal damage, and... That is a 12 on the die, so you do take 16 points of necrotic damage. Ah, which you is feel it, for Todd. Is this, is this weird energy phase from you, you feel like a pain in your head, like a headache. And then your nose starts to bleed slightly. And then Ran collapses and blacks out because I'm now on minus 3 HP. You're on minus 3? Yes. Shooting hell. So Ran <laughs> just Ran grins at P- Picasso and then just poof, collapses to the floor. Where you just watch Ran, you just watch this fade, and Ran's nose just bleeds, and as he gives you a grin, she just collapses. Maverick Cenus does run over as well. Picasso's probably just a stunned state of just a state of shock like not being able to like move at all just staring at this happening okay Uh, one second maverick is a divine soul sorcerer so he looks over to you picasso and looks back to ran and he rubs his hands together as they start to glow, and he will cast Cure Wounds on you, Ran. 
So uh, that is 5d8. So, Chad, can you roll me 4d8 and I'll roll the other half? Yeah, I'll just get out some new dice since my dice tray has been taken over as a cat bed. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll just I'll get out some other dice. He, he's actually sat in the bed. Oh, yeah, he's, he's sleeping on all the dice. Holy crap. I've got some solid rolls with these D8s. Uh, that is two fives and two sixes, so 22 on my end. That's 56 total. On f- I, I over measured that slightly. It should have been 5D8, but fuck it, it can be 8D8. That's why, that's why it's so high. Because fifth level cure wounds is an 8D8, Alex. I've just still got blight in my head. But Ran, you get fifty-six hit points back. Is you, as you seem to just fade out, and everything goes dark. You see, you open your eyes, and you see this outline of a large knoll, much taller than you, and a massive clawed hand comes reaching towards you, and just as the claw makes contact with your forehead you feel a shoot of energy and your eyes open as you bolt awake hmm. well, well well take it easy take it easy hmm. makes no sense but i can go back to sleep now um does, does that always moment. happen kind of like snap out of the shock seeing furry bro like speak again and would kind of like rush over and like get down on his knees furry bro furry bro no like you can't go back to sleep furry bro you just like you just like died for a second furry bro why why is everyone saying things to Ren lately that are very strange he's like Ren is doing this but Ren is not doing this and Ren is dying but Ren is here Ren is maybe falling asleep because Ren is very tired now. For a bro, like, I don't, I don't, I, like, I think we might have to talk to Angry Bro about this. Like, I, I don't think what, whatever you got going on with you with that, like, glowing stuff, like, it's, it's not, like, good for you, Furry Bro. Picasso, Ren is not one to talk to ally or read because when Ren try talking before they very dismissive of Ren. They like, no, oh, Ren is puppy who need head scratches when Ren is nearly adult in Ren's culture. And Ren is sometimes not wanting to be on ship anymore. Because Ren is sick of it. Everyone treat Ren like imbecile. Ren just flops back. Well, for it, bro, I don't, I don't like think you're like an imbecile or anything. No, Picasso is only one. Ah, and Quinton too. Like, as have you like gotten any news from uh, Ghost at all? Because like maybe we should like try and talk to like Quinton about this, or we're, like we just need someone, like, and I mean this about myself as well. But like, like that glow and stuff, furry bro. Like, it seems to be doing some weird stuff to you, bro. Like, when you, like, kill um, every, like, 
Junior, bro. Like, that was, that was like fucked up, bro. And ears twitch. But we're supposed to be killing. Yeah, like, but, like, your eyes, like, started to glow and, like, you, like, changed, furry bro. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't like you. Like, I, I could see it, like, in your eyes, furry bro. You weren't, you weren't you, furry bro. Then, who was Furren? Furry bro, that's why I'm, like, saying we gotta, like, talk to someone. And like I don't I don't like know about this kind of stuff, furry bro. Like I wish Elder Tortle was here, furry bro. Like like he would know what to do. Like he always knew what to do, furry bro, but like I'm I'm just Picasso, bro. Picasso is best though. Picasso may not be knowing all the things, but Picasso is best. But ghost is not returning yet. Ren is not sure where Ghost is. Well, for a bro, like, maybe we, like, wait until Ghost gets back. And, like, whatever, like, because I could, you sent, you, do I know who you sent the note to? Did you tell me? I probably would have mentioned it to Picasso. Yeah. Because they're, like, best bros and all that. I, I assumed as such. And, like, whenever we get that back, like, then we can make the decision if we're going to, like, stay on the boat or not, furry bro. Because, like, maybe, like, my destiny isn't to be on the boat either. But, like, I'm pretty sure somehow my, like, path involves you, furry bro. Ren has no idea what is happening, but Ren is glad for having Picasso. Furry bro, I'm glad that I, like ran into you and like found you like at the beginning of my journey like I don't know what I'd like be doing for like anything here in this crazy world without you furry bro Ren is not liking to think where Ren might be you can tell by the look on her face she's thinking of the death pit and then she does that awkward the best way I could describe it it's you no know when dogs turn their head and they look like they need an exorcist <laughs> to try and look at Maverick. Like, thank you for making Ren not dead, apparently. No, it's okay. These are just magic hands I get told all the time. Ren used to be able to be doctor, but not so much now. Hey, you're, pre you're pretty good at bashing the shit out of people. It's a handy skill, to be honest, bros. And honestly, I think you just need to put those people straight, because if they don't listen to you, they're a damn bunch of idiots. Ren is not captain, though. Ah, wait a minute. Ren is captain. We are on land. Ren is in charge now. So you better go put your captain straight. Ren's captain is tiny. He is, like, almost coming up to Ren's kneecaps. She will demonstrate trying to measure about three foot, but she probably gets it more like two and a half from when she's laying down. Alright, it's pretty accurate. Damn, he really is a shorty. Yes, he is a half-man, Ren thinks. Half-man. Damn. Unfortunate. But necessary. As all things should be with... With the tiny bros. And it's a total bastard, bro. 
Damn. So, what, he's Captain Bastard, bro? Yeah, like, that's what we call him, bro. That's his nickname. He has a other name, but we are calling him Bastard because he did Bastard thing. He is having wife and then running off and not telling. Uh, I think oh, damn, actually he is cold. leaving notes that just says bye. But damn, I really called him. But he's small. And Ren can pick him up in one hand. Yeah, Ren we had played to like catch with him one time. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Captain Bastard is not thinking so. Yeah, he like threw up everywhere, bro. It was kind of <laughs> gross, but it like it like worked out in the end, bro. You Damn, know, you guys. Ren and Picasso should play catch again. Ren likes catch. It's fun. Just don't drop. <laughs> Like, I don't know if, like, Bastard Bro would be down for that, but I'd be, like, totally down, like, to throw Bastard Bro back and forth for a while if you want, Furry Bro. Random Picasso talking about serious stuff, just yeeting the halfling back and forth. Honestly, as long as you two are in town, you're more than welcome to pop by. Oh, yeah, bro. Like, where are, like, your other, like, you bros? Like, are they all right without you, like, around, bro? Oh yeah, they basically got minds of their own, to be honest. They probably went back to the... They probably went back to the house. Wow. Well, like, I'm surprised they didn't, like, come looking for us, bruh. Nah, I... I they, they... They've come to see me plenty of times, and I tell them not to bother, because I can handle myself. Oh, bruh. Well, like, I don't know, like, you guys, like, any of you hungry? Like, I could, I could, I could, like, eat, bruhs. Good is sounding good. I should get back to my shop, to be honest, so I'll let you guys go and eat, but be careful out there, alright? Oh, I'm Maverick, bro. And seriously, furry bro, you need to put them straight. They can't respect you, then why the hell should you respect them? Oren is still learning how things is working. Honest to God, in total fashion or in alliance fashion that I've met as the years have gone by. If people don't respect you, a punch in the face to them gets them to respect you. Because they will not disrespect you again. Yes, maybe, but if Ren is punching Bastard because he is half-man, Ren is maybe killing him. And if Ren is punching Ally, who is a people, Ally can do many punch. Ren can only do maybe one or two punch. I'll stand okay. with you, furry bro. Don't you worry, bro. Yeah. You you two need to insert your dominance. I was I was told by the lovely lady who takes her top off uh, for before he got at the brothel that if you two if people need if you need to stand up to people, you stand up to them. Maybe Maverick can explain. What is appeal in taking off clothes for a gold piece? Ren is not understand. Ren I mean, can't even think... take off clothes. I mean, I don't yeah, think bro, you would like, I'm like it. mostly naked all the time. Ren I mean, is I usually think... naked. I don't think you would quite understand it, because unless you, I don't know, somehow take off the fur, it, it doesn't, you can't really get naked, I guess. But, I don't know. When, once you get 
once you two get older, I'm sure you'll understand it. I mean, hell, I'm like 500 years old. Maybe Goran should go see, see if Goran can understand. Yeah, it's quite expensive though, so take some money with you. They drain you dry. More than one. Picasso. Does Picasso understand any of this? Not at all, Furibra. Not at all. Hmm. Ah, maybe Quinton will know. P.S. What does draining dry mean, and what's the appeal in people taking off their clothes for money? Rand does not understand. If you ask questions like that, though, people face go red like ketchup, and they go, "Ah, you are too young for understand." Ah, uh, that's but if their face goes red, that means they either have no experience, or they're too they're too young and dumb still. Hmm. Well. Lorena will find out one day. Lorena is wishing to gain all the understandings and know many things. You definitely will. But seriously, I gotta get going and make sure my other simulac rooms are alright. But you two enjoy yourselves and just keep an eye over your shoulder, right? Okay. He gives you a pat on the shoulder and as he heads to the door, he looks back at you, Ran. And seriously, if they don't respect you, you put them astray, all right? Tell them I'll be coming round. Wait, is Ren allowed to use big voice and shouting? Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay. Ren will remember. Then with that, Maverick heads out the door. Leaving you two to yourselves. And is still laying on the floor. Goswell put out uh, his hand to help Furry Bro up. Thank you. Oh, Furry Bro. Like, let's go get some food. And then I guess let's go yell at, uh, at Bastard Bro and Angry Bro. I'm sure it'll go really well, Bro. Do you think that they go, Ren, you cannot be shouting at us like this. And then Ren can say something like, you should not be treating Ren like imbecile. Bro, I will stand behind you no matter what you say to them because whatever you say, I know it's going to come from your heart, Furry Bro. And they, like, need to hear it, Bro. Bren will do good at shouting. Well, they've, like, shouted at us, like, a ton of times for, like, things we've done. So it's totally our turn to shout back if need be, Furry Bro. Yes, but they are always shouting for boring things, like, no, you can't be throwing people across boats or eating the weird moss that grows under the ship. Even though it tastes good and it makes Ran feel fuzzy. For a bruh, I'll stand with you. And I salute. Can I smell the ad? See if I can smell the nearest direction of food. You smell a lot of blood. <laughs> and but you, do, you do smell faint smells of nearby food. Ran snorts to try and clear the blood smell out of her nose, and it's probably disgusting. Just a bit of blood, a bit of blood goes out of your nose. Ah, that's better. Hmm. Warren can smell meat smells this way. Picasso kind of tries to brush some of the blood just off of himself, like just 
wiping it off of the shell and everything, like, all right, bruh, all right, lead the way. And fluffs up her fur to try and get rid of all the dust and carries on. Uh, for the convenience time, uh, both of the investigation checks and combine your total. We'll, we'll ignore the exhaustion at the moment because you're basically running on adrenaline at this point. That's uh, a flat 14. Oh, so now you show up. That's a 19 plus 2. Combined total, you you find a burger place that looks like it's closing, like a little market, and the guy looks up at you. Bro, like, bro, bro. Be out. bro, bro, right? like, we'll, like, like, buy, like, whatever you have, like, left, and, like, anything you'll make us, like, right now. And I pull out my sack of gold, and I drop it on the counter. Um, okay, just give me a few minutes, I'll, I'll, pick, I'll get the magic fryer up going, and I'll sort you out what I got left. It is... How's anyone throughout this late? But, no it's, worries. It's a long story, but we are very hungry. Okay, give me a minute. Yes, that was 56 gold, and I now officially have zero gold. Okay, so about 10 minutes later, he puts down four brown cardboard bags on the um, table. I put them in the bags as I am locked up now, so enjoy. And he puts down two extra large tankards of the fizzy juice that you tried earlier. Enjoy. It's, it's phantom drink. <laughs> yes, right. Now I've got to clean my grill again, so... I'll see. Off you two go. Thank you. Thank you so much, bruh. Brad scoops up her bags. Uh, scoop up two bags and a tankard. Probably you move go. about three feet away and sit. <laughs> yeah, with that he closes down the shutter the wooden shirt and you just hear locks click is you open your bags to find six burgers per bag for that sort of money just start going at it yep <laughs> just sitting on the curb eating the burgers the bread is blood. a bit stale <laughs> the bread is a bit stale at this time of the evening but you're okay. hungry you're hungover and you're exhausted and quite badly beaten up, so this is great food. I, uh, hold my tanker to fizzy drink up. Well, furry bro, to another uh, bro-tastic adventure. Two adventures, even if Horan does not understand what is happening. <laughs> furry bro, welcome to my life. And I'll cheers. <laughs> Go back to demolishing the rest of the burgers. Um, barely chewing them. Mostly swallowing without chewing. So about half an hour passes, you be and you're starting to walk back. The streets are at more or less silent apart from the old guard that walks past and gives you an odd look. It's quite dark, so they don't really notice the blood. Wave. But you do get one awkward wave back as a guard walks past um 
as you start to walk back, you cut through an alleyway, and your you stop is you look down and see two things the corpse of the half-orc who appears to have his neck completely ripped out and the bodyguard about six seven feet away from him laying on his laying on his back with covered in burn marks in what looks like lacerations to the face Do this furry breath. What? What are you been with Pika the whole time? Ah, uh, like furry breath. I was just making sure. Like I didn't know what was going on with that like glowy stuff. So I just wanted to be sure, furry breath. Karen is not doing meat. Karen is eating round birds with Picasso. <laughs> Right, right, furry bro, you were with me the whole time, like, this couldn't have been you, furry bro. That's, like, totally right. Um, that's a metagame miss at all, but Picasso is just about the worst at investigating things. So, you look at furry bro and go, like, furry bro, do you, like, smell anything, like, weird around here? Do I, DM? Um... You smell, you just smell like burn, like a burning smell is, you look down at the lacerations and the smell of blood from the half-orc's throat, which has been completely ripped out, his eyes wide open and his, and his mouth sort of open agape, so he looks like he was alive as the throat was removed. Ran's used to the smell of blood, but the smell of burning. You see her put her ears back and you can hear her growling in her throat. There is fire here. Ran is not wanting to stay. All right, furry bruh. Like, we can get out of here. Uh, can I quickly um, look through, like, the pockets of both of these people? All right, um, looking through the pocket of the half-orc, you do find 60 gold pieces in a I bag. I don't take them. And packet of cigars, but other than that, his pockets are more or less empty. I'll take the cigars. <laughs> no, I just leave the gold. Yeah, I don't care about the gold. And as you move on to the other, and as you move on to the bodyguard, you do see what looks like what looks like lacerations, lacerations from a whip, but they're like they've left burn marks. It's like the it's like the cuts have healed back over by they've like been scorched over by heat. But his pockets are basically empty. There's nothing on him. Alright, furry bro, like, neither of them have, like, any orders about us or anything on them, like, so, like, I think we're clear of this 
like murder scene, bro. So, like, we can get the heck out of here for it, bro. Yes, good, good idea. Keep on keeping on. As you step over them and carry on walking through the alley and disappear into the distance, the camera pans to a window at the opposite end of the alley with a high elf woman sat by the window, glass of wine in hand, just a small smile on her face. But the camera goes to black. And we resume about half an hour that has gone by since the alley. As you walk by the hangover and the lack of sleep really starting to settle in is you're both very light on your feet at this point. Ran, you you suddenly hear the call of an eagle and as you look up you see landing on your window is an all-white eagle. I tap excitedly at Picasso's shoulder. Picasso! Picasso! He's a ghost! What? Oh, like, like Picasso has, has been just the walking dead like a zombie just dragging one foot in front of the other with his eyes closed and just kind of, wait, what? Oh, shit! Like, like awesome furry, bro. Like, ghost, yeah. Like, oh, Yes, furry brow, like, cool. Alright, furry brow. Yeah, like, alright. He's just, like, trying to hold it together. Picasso is very tired at this moment, though. It's time for sleeps now. Sleeps is allowed soon. Oh, like, furry brow, I'm just, like, so covered in blood right now that I don't even know how many different like this is um, like started pointing to different like that's like one dude's like eyeball and I'm pretty sure that's the other dude's like contestant and like I I just like like it's like all I can like smell right now furry bro and yeah like I just need to like get cleaned up furry bro time for a bath for a Picasso as you both go to step forward to head back to your hotel rooms where you see um, ghosts sat on the balcony of your room. You hear footsteps behind you. And as you glance over your shoulder to see who it is, you see Reed and Ali coming up about 30 feet away who seem to notice you at this point, both looking rather tired and drained. A bit white in the skin. But that's where I'm going to end it. This podcast was brought to you by me, Alex, in conjunction with Visionaries Global Media at Matatat Productions. 